Hello and welcome back to the Knees Up Mother Brown West Ham podcast in the studio for you this week. We've got James Longman. Hello. Chris has got a bad neck, <laughs> so he can't really turn to his left. That's amusing me. Uh, ow. Um, yeah, I'm just going to be like yelping in pain throughout this episode. Uh, and joining us in the studio, making his debut here in the studio he's, he's joined us on the phone a few times is uh, the chief sports writer editor supreme of Iron's View Iron Views oh, it's Liam Spencer hi guys welcome thank you uh, pleasure to have you here yeah thank you very much for having me on one of the best people to follow on Twitter I've yeah found. yeah probably probably the best would you agree with that um, I'm not sure if I'd agree with the best <laughs> a lot of my friends go on at me the whole time because that's all I ever do you've got thousands of followers must be thousands more than your friends oh yeah definitely they're, they're all quite sort of surprised how I managed to get there in the first place but um, yeah 8,000 was the landmark I passed wow, oh, wow. Yeah. What, did you, what did you do to celebrate uh, tweeted <laughs> how, how old are you 17 17 17, 17. wow, wow. Um, it's good actually to have some youth in a studio. Yeah, it is. It is young. I think you're easily half as young from as the, the next youngest person. Yeah, it's from the academy. <laughs> the knees up by the brown. <laughs> yeah, it's good actually. Why we talk just very briefly on Twitter? It's everyone. There's a lot of people who are quite negative about it, but if you do go on it and don't get too angry about it, uh, yeah. Liam is. Uh, uh, a good person to follow because it's quite sensible yeah. views and yeah. a good post and it's well worth getting involved and unlike think, my nonsense <laughs> I think as well Liam like, you don't seem to take people on like <laughs> like whereas there's some people on Twitter like West Ham ITKs <laughs> who get really angry and, and get in arguments but you don't seem to do that now, now and then behind closed doors I'll sort of have a go at people <laughs> and if, if someone sort of slagged me off I'll, I'll retweet that and then get everyone all my followers to attack them instead. yeah <laughs> Saves me the hassle. The <laughs> a bit more clever about it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so coming up on today's show, we're going to uh, go through some listener feedback we've had. Some lovely stuff to talk about there. We'll talk about the Southampton result. And then we're going to have the mysterious international, a real international man of mystery, ex-West Ham employee will be joining us on the line. Um, we'll be talking about Collins and Wales and Coleman and the beef there, uh, England. And then we'll do a quick Everton preview. Awesome. All right, let's do some listener stuff. So we've had um, we get a lot of feedback uh, after every episode, but this this uh, last couple of episodes we had some uh, really interesting stuff. Um, so for just for you, career hammer, this is a non-swearing episode. I know James had quite a potty mouth on the last one. <laughs> he t- we got told off. Career hammer said, "Love yeah. a podcast, but not so keen on the swearing." Yeah. So we're, it's, it's a pound in the swear box <laughs> that goes towards our uh, the academy. So I was, I was, <laughs> originally my retort was going to be just full of f bombs and c bombs, but we're not. We've gone the other way. We're going to we're gonna agree with you, Career Hammer. This one's just for you. No swearing the entire episodes, and we're going to put a pound in a jar if we do. Yep. Uh, also, uh, Michael in USA, he, uh, after the last episode, we were talking about pick and mix. Yeah, he always sends us a lovely yeah. email w- with a little bit of a, a critique. <laughs> uh, and he pretty much said he didn't understand all the, lo- all the jargon. Yeah. And his main thing was, what the hell is pick, <laughs> pick and, mix? and mix? And so, I, funnily enough, I looked it up down on the website just so I could give like a Wikipedia view. And the first thing on the website, if you put it in pick and mix, is... Uh, pick and mix cannabis yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's a cannabis right. website because you can pick and mix various types of cannabis so no wonder Michael's confused when we talk about pick and mix actually it used to be uh, it's a mix of sweets you get in the cinema yeah so prawn fi- foam prawns uh, yellow foam, foam bananas yeah don't get the fudge too expensive heavy <laughs> 
but de- heavy. very dense. It's based, uh, Michael, essentially, it's, it's a weighing system. Yeah. So the heavier it is, the more you pay. Or do what my nan does and just eat it all and then don't pay for it. Well, she's yeah. a shoplifter. She's a shoplifter. She's a <laughs> well-known <laughs> shoplifter. <laughs> she's, she's inside now. Across the country. <laughs> um, also, big shout out to Tom Dowsett, um, who translated for us. We talked in the last episode that the, the West Ham motto should be, as something Brookings said, we will not win the league, but we might go on a good cup run. We said maybe we should translate that into Latin and put that on the crest. Well, Tom Dowsett has translated that for us, and that is, Nos non possumus vincere sed probari fides calcium current. Has quite a ring to it. Yes, <laughs> it's snappy. It's classic. But I think Tom, thanks for that. Yeah, thanks, Tom. Very impressed. Yeah, massive shout out to you. And finally, just someone tweeted uh, last week that he thought Rat was. Oh, in fact, I can't say that because that's swearing. Yeah, Rat was, was rubbish. Rubbish. Very. And bad. I thought that was yeah. harsh. After, after I think he looks all right. I, I don't know what they can be criticising. To be honest, <laughs> I mean, it's like it's not the best looking guy, but it's like. <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah, thanks, for that. Keep, right. keep uh, it coming. Yeah, thanks. And um, yeah, so you know how to get in touch with us. I'm CJ Skull, Skull the C on Twitter. James is long as one. Or oh, you can tweet the editor at KUMB DOTCOM on Twitter. You also go on the Knees of Mother Brown forum. There's lots of ways you can get in touch with the show. So keep all that great feedback coming in. Anything you want to tra- translate into Latin, just feel free. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's talk about the Southampton result. It's fresh in the mind. Um, yesterday, nil nil. Uh, Liam, what was your thoughts? There's not a lot of positive you can say about no. it at the end of the day. I mean, it's been the story of the season so far. It's solid defensively, very solid. Yeah. Three out of four clean sheets. But then attacking, there is absolutely nothing going forward. I mean, even somebody who's been playing well so far, Jarvis had a pretty poor game, in my opinion. And then, yeah, the only chance we had, Diarme, which was a good move, but never going to score from there. And then, yeah, Collins going over. Yeah, mm. as you said, the sort of person you just didn't want it to fall to. All the people to fall to. Even Yussi. Even Yussi. <laughs> that would have been okay. Can you imagine we were attacking that desperately in the last five minutes? <laughs> what a moment that would have been. Yeah. <laughs> what did you make of it, James? Uh, I thought um, it was attritional, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I, it's, uh, it was a tough one. I think um, I just uh, I was, my main point of disappointment was our final ball. Uh, we gave it away. It reminded me actually a lot of England because um, we gave it away so often in the final third. And there was a few times we were doing little triangle passes and little and squaring and knocking around a little bit. Then we would just give it away and it was just basic, I think. And it was disappointing. And, and, and I think the, the match of day people went on about it. There's, there aren't options. You know, when Noble's running forward with it, everyone's behind him, really. Mm. And it just aren't options. I thought just, I mean, my eager look completely lost yesterday. And I think, did, did, did the Sky commentators make a comment along the lines of that the goalkeepers had touched the ball more than he had? But I don't think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, and it, I know he'll get abuse, but I just, it's not his fault. He's not getting any I ball dis- near him. No, I agree, I agree. <laughs> really? No ball was near him, was it? <laughs> I think I kind of disagree because I said on Twitter like he doesn't Maiga doesn't drop back he doesn't get himself involved in the game he's clearly like he's up there he's not getting anything he's not getting anywhere in the ball so drop back like do Ricky Lambert was dropping back don't, no, I don't think that's about like stature it's not about the size of him because he could just get back and get involved he wasn't doing that at all uh, it, yeah, I know, I know what you're saying, but I, I think it's it's hard to slate him until we've seen him play up front with another front man, which is how he how he played in France and did well there. And I suppose yeah, he does 
I think the lack of effort is why everyone's getting on his back because it looks like he's really not putting it in. But I mean, I, I can't see why he wouldn't be because he knows that his place is vo- very vulnerable as soon as Petric, com- Petric's- Petric comes back. But I'd, I'd like to see those two up together if Carroll isn't fit because Petric isn't sort of your natural front man either. So you want them together, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, he's like our great white hope, isn't he, Petric? After mm. a, you know, it, it got down to that stage. Well, we've got ex-West Ham employee coming up a little later in the show, and he's uh, he's heard rumblings that he's really looking really decent, that he's going to be a really good signing for us. Oh, I thought Apparently. he's heard rumblings that he's he's peed off with. <laughs> he wants out. He's just heard about this Andy Carroll guy that's uh, coming back from fitness, and he's pissed off. <laughs> oh no! Oh, that's a, a quid. Career oh, hammer. That's a that's quid. A quid. <laughs> Sorry, career hammer. Um, but that one chance that Maiga got. He just like like in the first half, I think it was just towards the end of the first half, on the edge of the six yard box. He completely fluffed it. So I just I, I've had enough. I think no, I'm drawing come on. The line. What is wrong I think with I've you? had enough. I think I've had enough. And I try not to get bit. And I looked on Twitter as well, like, as the game was going on, and uh, there was nobody. Every West Ham fan just seemed to like be so annoyed. You can't. We love a scapegoat. You can't rule him out yet. Yeah. I refuse to. If the, the irony is, Ian Dowie would be. Would be perfect for our system. Yeah. And if we get him out of retirement. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have Cole back to be honest. <laughs> and Cole they're saying that Cole might still come back, right? Yeah, yeah. It sounds like if if he can get fit, he will be coming back pretty much. Mm. Um it's all very bizarre how it's all happened considering he'll be on a lot lower money than if he just accepted the deal we offered in the first place. So it's a bit mm. sort of just uh, pointless on his part. But uh, at the end of the day I don't I'm, I'm not sure about Cole anymore. Like he, he was, he was poor last season, and we've got Petric, who's going to play ahead of him still. Even my ego, I don't know if Allardyce will drop him out of car. I, I don't, I don't think. Now that we've got Petric in, I'm not so inclined to get him back, mm. especially considering the Carroll injury won't be as bad as first thought. I think. Mm. So, what's the latest you've heard on the Andy Carroll injury? Uh, just about everything, I'd say. Some people saying the season, some people saying Everton. I think. Which really? is this weekend, which is, isn't true, obviously. But <laughs> I think that's how Talksport headlined it. Uh, <laughs> Carol's first game back. Uh, I, I heard report he might be back in October, like uh, mid-October. Uh, I've, the, most, the most common one I've been seeing is two months. Right. So that would be yeah, just just over that. But <laughs> no, no one knows. Really. What I like most about it is yeah. is our opinion. Our, like we're probably as informed as our. <laughs> we're like yeah, it might be October. That's exactly what they're saying. They've, we've got more idea yeah. than they seem to yeah. have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, November. Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, he said, look, we have to make do, don't we? And it's a point away at Southampton. That's not a disaster. But it's just such a grind to watch that, that match. Yeah. And I mean, I also really hate Southampton fans now. Mm. I, like, I, I think, because I, I, I went to uni with a mate who supported Southampton, so I kind of followed them a lot. But they were booing us they were shouting hoof every time like every when the time. goalkeeper was kicking the ball and goal kicks and stuff like that they are going hoof I know, and the thing is we gave it just as much I'm glad we did it when every time they hoofed it yeah. but you're allowed to clear your lines if you're a defender for yeah. god's sake I, I mean right. I'm surprised you could hear them because it was half empty. Yeah, as as your concerned. ground's too good, big for you. I really yeah. enjoyed that. Um, I thought that must be disappointing for Southampton fans, especially the amount of uh, amount they give it. But I just thought it was, you know, they did a few nice little passes and cuts over a few times, but they were pr- it was pretty grim from them as well. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was just a grim match. <laughs> it was a grim match. Right. Cold, I had grim. all my mates come over for it, and they were all like massively let down because they were expecting to see some good football. None of them support West Ham anyway, so. It was yeah. like, <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> most of them left at half time because it was just the worst game. They made the right decision, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Morrison. 
made a bit yeah. of him impact. It's good to see him starting, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't have a bad game at all. I think he had some very decent moments. Some moments when he was also knocked off the ball a bit easily, but I think that will be come with prem experience. And I think also every sort of every eye was on him every time he got the ball, so it was always going to be sort of assessed incredibly critically. But overall, yeah, I thought more than a solid start. Mm. And I noticed Rio Ferdinand tweeted during the game that he's he's like he's kind of add to the weight of this opinion that Ravel Morrison is the best player at his age that many have seen. I think what did Rio Ferdinand? He said he was like, he compared him to was it Rooney and someone else? M- Michael Owen. Oh right, Owen. yeah. And, uh, Pog- uh, no, not Pogba. Pogatets. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, but the, he like so Rio Ferdinand really, really rates him too. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, everyone seems to rate him. That's my only worry that there is so much pressure on him yeah. to go and do well now. But I mean, hopefully we we've eased him into the team. Hopefully he'll stay there. I think now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he definitely looked like one of our better players. Mm-hmm. And for yeah, and for all Allardyce's critics. We've got to think, he seems to have handled this really, really well in mm. Morrison's situation. You know, he's, he's done a really solid loan at Birmingham. He seems to have grown up and Allardyce has slowly got him involved, you know, and given him the confidence. Mm. And, you know, whether that's from Allardyce or the players around him or how he's been treated by, you know, the club, it's got to be a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. I'd be inclined to agree with that. And also, I heard today that Ravon Morrison is getting a new contract. Is there any truth behind that? Oh, that's what um, Hugh, Hugh, Hugh Southam was writing yeah, about. That yeah. wasn't there. I, I haven't heard anything apart from what he said, to be honest. I mean, mm. hopefully, ex West Ham employee might clear that up yeah. as well. But, um, Who's this other this other youngster that um, I think I saw you tweet about that's been that's playing for our reserves uh, tomorrow? Oh, Gab, Gabby Fernando, right? This guy who was on City's ranks, so then United tried to n- nick him off them, but we managed to get in ahead. And it's like um, he's good friends with Morrison, apparently, and um, he sounds he sounds pretty good. I, I don't know anything about him apart from that, but like his name, Gabby Fernando. Yeah. Fernando, <laughs> can you hear the birds? Fernando. Uh, yeah, he sounds amazing. Okay, well, let's get a view from the other side of the tracks uh, from a Southampton fan who watched the game. He's the Euro fan, Copper Nine. He's also a stand-up comedian. It's Tom Deacon. Welcome back to the show. This is your second appearance. Thank you very much, and I hope it's better than the last time as well. <laughs> well, I thought you were stellar last time. So. Oh, that's really nice. Not yeah. a favourite drink of mine, but yeah, all right, I'll take that. Um, you were Foster's. I thought you were Foster's. <laughs> the more carling, warm carling. <laughs> yeah, I'm more of that sort of Australian, Timmy Cahill, sort of uh, Lucas Neal sort of style. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, um, it's, it's lovely to be back. I hope you're all well, gentlemen. Yeah, we're yeah good, well, you know, we're slightly battered mentally from the 90 minutes of football we had to watch yesterday. Uh, yeah, what do you know your... what? I really, I really enjoyed your one shot on target. It was probably <laughs> one of the highlights of the whole game. <laughs> well, I really you enjoyed one. your one fan in the stadium. That was probably one of my favourite bits. I, I, was, I, was, oh, ben, I was livid in my own lounge just hearing West Ham fans saying, your ground's too big for you, your ground's too big. It's just coming from West Ham fans who've got a stadium that they're not even going to be able to fall to capacity. Oh. To fill the capacity. But hey, no, I'm looking forward to the return leg. Uh, please, God, be a goal. It was, it was just <laughs> one of the most frustrating games to watch where, I mean, the amount of cups of tea, I left, I left the room, I was like, I'm not watching this for a bit. Um, <laughs> I came back and then, and then something happened. But wow, what a miss from Collins. That, oh. that would... I mean, that would have been the, the nail in the coffin. I would, have, I would have probably punched the TV at that point. Um, <laughs> so we're just saying that's the last person we wanted that to fall to. Yeah. <laughs> and he ended up slipping. In the, in the, I think it was in the first half. He yeah, slipped he up and almost let, 
Lambert in, and uh, oh yeah, I mean it was it was just one of those games where um, I mean probably West Ham fans, you're just I mean obviously you can fall back on the fact you've got Allardyce, he plays attacking football. Uh, at <laughs> some point, you know he might decide to play it on the ground rather than hoofing it, but um, I mean that's what you've got to look forward to, isn't it? <laughs> Mate, it's funny because it's it's funny the different point of views because it was it was grim from us yesterday, and we'll we'll in this year we'll admit that, and it's you know it's tough to watch sometimes, but generally. We played decent. Genuinely, we played decent football, and a lot of stuff at home is really good. So it's funny yeah. that the, the view sticks; mm. that it's still so appalling. And I would argue yesterday that you guys were pretty poor as well in terms of the kind of getting it upfield. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, I'm only just uh, just bashing uh, Allardyce a little bit, um, but no. I mean, the first half, uh, it didn't feel like anyone could just keep hold of the ball. West Ham really pressed you know, up the field and made uh, Fon <laughs> and uh, Lovren look a little bit stupid at times. Um, even Nathaniel Klein couldn't get, uh, you know, any space. Diame was looking really good. Um, you know, for Saints fans, thank goodness Schneiderlin went in on him. Uh, otherwise, uh, he'd have run run amok Jesus, all day. not but, even um, a free kick for that. Outrageous, absolutely outrageous. <laughs> 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 it was really bad at first, I was like, that's, that's a decent challenge. I don't know what they're talking about. And then I watched it again. I went, oh, dear, mate. That Good is God. well done, Morgan. And then he did an overhead cook, kick at one point in the game. And I thought, he's, he's living on the edge. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it was funny watching on Sky when they showed it at half time. And they, had the, they, show, they only showed one shot with really. it. It was a view of the ref and a lino. And they both like had a clear view yeah. of that challenge. Yeah. Not even a free kick. I, I did talk about him. It's definitely a yellow card. I mean, some refs would have given that on on any other day. But it, it was it was just one of those fir- the first halves so that was just dire. West Ham had a plan and it, and it worked. It sort of it, the Saints like to press high up the field as well and and you know get Luke or and Nathaniel Klein up the pitch as, as often as possible. And you had Jay Rodriguez, who's got some pace uh, to com- contradict uh, uh, Lambert's lack of, um, but. It was just, I, I really wanted a goal. I think that would have changed the whole game, and I'm thinking West Ham would have, would have pushed. But I don't know, like, it just doesn't feel acceptable to get one point out of that game for either fans, really. No, mm. I can understand that. Yeah, and I mean, you, you see Escalinen played a blinder. What, I mean, what, what did you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, when Pablo Rosado had that shot, I mean, you know, I remember watching Jessica Lyon at Bolton, and he's just he's an incredible shot stopper. The 38, you know, old pensioner, is uh, <laughs> he was remarkable, like genuinely remarkable against Schneiderlin. Lambert had a shot in the second half. Uh, it was, I mean, he was he was you know easily the man of the match, no doubt about it. Yeah. Mm. That's what I quite like about goalkeepers. They're the only player now on the pitch I can look at and go. When I'm as old as him, <laughs> yeah, it's still a chance. There's yeah, still, still a chance. chance. Yeah. Uh, and I think another, another highlight for me was when the rap came on. Uh, that was uh, <laughs> a nice little moment. Uh, uh, how are you, West Ham find, fans, finding the rat? There must be uh, plenty of songs to uh, go through. Yeah, I think we're, we're spoiled for choice. Yeah. I think we can't. We, we, no, nothing's landed yet. He hasn't really been on yet. That's his, that's yeah. his second appearance, was it? Yeah, yeah he won, won the cup, wasn't it? That was his yeah. first Premier game. But I think Ra- Raz Van Rat and his black and white cat has been one of my <laughs> favourites. <laughs> oh, brilliant. brilliant. And, and what, do you, what, what do you reckon for the season, Tom, for you lot? How, how do you think? I mean, because you've got... Uh, I mean, yeah. We've got problems going, you've got problems going. And you spent big, big money as well this summer. I know, I know. I, I mean, as a Saints, I mean, I was talking to Mark Watson, a fellow comedian, not that long ago, about the fact that, you know, he, he supports Bristol City. And 
try and get your head around the fact that we've been, you know, we've been relegated several divisions, then we've gone up. And then imagine saying to me that 10 years ago when we got relegated from the Premiership, don't worry, Tom, in about 10 years' time, you'll be um, spending £30 million on three players. I'd have, I'd have laughed, genuinely laughed at you. Hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of excitement from Saints fans. That's uh, what Lovren is on about when he says we're going to be in the Champions League in another two seasons. That is a bit over-ambitious. <laughs> I don't know, the problem at the moment for Southampton is we don't know what the best side is. Uh, we've, we've got several players who can come in. Gaston Ramirez, uh, Uruguayan international can't even get a game. Uh, I really like Jack Cork, ex-Chelsea and, and Bernie Ladd. Uh, really good team. Um, same as West Ham, if you can just get a striker back on the field, um, you know, that's money well spent on Carroll. He's, uh, he's, <laughs> he's, he's keeping the bench warm for that money. Um, but I, I think, you know, I, mid-table, I, I think that happened. I would have, at the beginning of the season, when we when we spent that much on Wanyama, that much on Osvaldo and Lohan, I mean, I would have gone, hey, eighth would be delightful. But now, uh, after the start we've had, yeah, mid-table would be, you know, it's just another season, isn't it, really? Be mm. good. Awesome. Um, and just uh, just while we talk about it, so with your Eurofan Copa 90, you've been going around the world, haven't you, to various stadiums. What's been your best one? Uh, I mean, the best match and stadium. I, lo- I love the Allianz Arena uh, at Bayern Munich's ground. Uh, I was there to watch them beat Barca 4-0, wow. um, mm. singing and cheering with the, the, the Bayern fans. They were the best team I watched. Uh, last year, I got to watch them three times. I watched them at the new, no, four times. Sorry, I watched the, the Champions League final as well. I'm not not boasting about that. I was, I was really tired, um, but um, <laughs> it, it, they were amazing. Um, this year, uh, we've got loads more planned um, for the for the next season, as it were. Um, I'm off to watch River Plate Boca Juniors in no way. Uh, three weeks. Three weeks time, uh, we're going to go and watch a game in uh, Rio, uh, Flamingo versus Fluminense. Uh, we're going to watch a lot of interviews this year. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, it's the best job in the world, and and uh, you know I'm very happy to go and to go and do it. And I hope that people enjoy watching all the videos. Amazing, yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm guessing a lot of those stadiums are filled to capacity. I mean, unlike St Mary's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good one, good one. You know what it was? You know what it was? Uh, a lot of just hanging out, being in the same stadium as West Ham. Fans, running scared. Um, <laughs> we uh, we didn't want to have to sit through that. I think uh, yeah. it was on Sky. Uh, well, that's, that's bad. That's bad when fans are going. I could watch it there, but <laughs> well, I've got red button and replay at home. So yeah, um, yeah there's been some incredible grounds. Um, one of my favourite ones I went to was uh, Chefere in Cluj, Romanian side who, who beat United at Old Trafford. Uh, that was um, they didn't have one end. So, like, it was completely uh, blank at one end. You just got three sides, and you're like, oh, this is living. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, uh, I mean, Galatasaray's ground, wow, that's welcome to hell. It's, it's pretty, um, there's a lot of stadiums that are, as you say, full, unlike St. Mary's. Um, <laughs> but I think one of the best atmospheres, uh, you know, it was it was really good at the Champions League final as well. Very yeah, yeah, amazing. Nice one. Cheers, Tom. But all the best to West Ham. That's and all I can and say. And how may how may uh, some of our listeners go and have a look at your fan Copper Ninety on YouTube? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, please do. Uh, go to YouTube, uh, type in Copper Ninety, uh, and then there's a, quite a few different shows um, that we've got. To check um, out. And then obviously my YouTube channel as well. And you can watch the Mike Ilkeston Town when I went to go and um, support them. Um, yeah. So, uh, awesome. living the dream. Living it goes it. from Allianz to um, <laughs> to Ilkeston's <laughs> round, yeah. Amazing. Proper football. Nice Love one. Exactly, 
Cheers, Cheers Tom. Cheers for your time, Thanks, Tom. Man. Cheers. Thank you, Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, <laughs> so moving on. Uh, James Collins has uh, had a bit of a bust up with Chris Coleman. It's Chris Coleman, isn't it? Chris Coleman. Chris yeah. Coleman, the Wales manager. So, um, James, just give us the whole backstory to this as you recall it. Well, I was just, it was interesting. Kind of, uh, uh, essentially, Coleman came out and said Collins, Collins wasn't called he was the squad, out was originally, he? Yeah. He was left out of the squad and then he got called up at later notice and Coleman claimed that Collins wasn't interested in joining up with the squad mm. at last minute and then uh, he made a statement about it and moaned about it a little bit and then Collins came back out and said uh, he would never turn down a chance to play for his country he never received a oh, phone really? call I didn't know that that allowed yeah. to it yeah it's just, I mean Chris Coleman just seems like a bit of a joke doesn't he? Like, he forgot his didn't his passport expire when he turned up at the airport. He couldn't actually get it, yeah, out there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just I can't imagine Collins is the type of player, having seen him play for West Ham, mm. that would turn his back on his country like that. Mm. Yeah, it, it wouldn't make wouldn't make any sense, would it? At the end of the day, I mean, I don't, who's, who's Wales's captain at the moment? So, <sighs> it's got to be Barry, isn't it? Oh, Bale. Oh, I was about because I was thinking of, he, Collins is the sort of player who could be maybe eyeing up. The captaincy, yeah. if that was available, and he's the sort of guy. He's, he's a leader for West Ham as well, and he's a sort of committed guy. So yeah, I I can't imagine him turning turning opportunity down. Frank, I, I believe Collins rather than Coleman. Mm. On this also, way. I find it astounding, considering how well he's been playing for us, that he's not in the Wales squad. I mean, he was he was left out for defenders in League One. Yeah, there was defenders in League One who got the nod ahead of him. Just crazy. Well, I think prior to that game yesterday where he sort of had a, a mixed bag, he's probably been our most consistent player this season, I'd say. Yeah. He's been a rock at the back, blocking everything, yeah. sort of outperforming Winston Reid at the moment. Um, so, yeah, really, really odd that he's been mm. excluded. Rock at the back, not so good up front, <laughs> no. I think we've discovered. <laughs> Apparently there was calls on Twitter for him to be played up front against Southampton. I, yeah, I, saw, I, I didn't see those original calls, to be yeah. honest, so I didn't notice them. But, I mean, well, he's, he's got a good <laughs> head. Deranged West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, he's, well, he's got a good got a good head, but apart from that, I'm, I'm not really sure what they're on mm. about. To be honest. Also, Sam calls him Ginge. Sam, <laughs> <laughs> we call him Big Fat Sam. <laughs> but in the Big Sky Sam. interview, he called yeah. him Ginge. <laughs> but I think that's his nickname. That's what I know, calls but. Him. I mean, yeah, a lot, a, lot of people, a lot of people would be thinking, like, who the hell are you referring to? <laughs> One, he doesn't have any hair, so you wouldn't know. You probably you wouldn't can tell by the also, eyebrows. Yeah, you can, but it's odd that in a professional situation, yeah. Sam would call him Ginge. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it would say Collins missed at the end. You wouldn't say yeah. Ginge. I mean, it would be like um, Moy saying Wazza. It's yeah, head injury, yeah, that Wazza. sort of thing, wouldn't it? <laughs> Okay, well, joining us now on the Knees at Mother Brown West Ham podcast, we're delighted to bring you a, a genuine international man of mystery. He's he's captured the imaginations of everyone on Twitter. Uh, welcome to your debut, ex-West Ham United employee. Thank you, and what a wonderful introduction. <laughs> I like he's so secretive, even his numbers come up as blocks. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a silhouette of a face. A silhouette of a face. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I think to roll. <laughs> um, so just to confirm to listeners we've changed your voice that you're not Barry White I wish but no unfortunately not <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about I wanted to talk about the transfer market this summer um, Big Sam he plumped for Stuart Downing we didn't pick up a striker and now you know there's quite a few West Ham fans who just can't believe that we've arrived in this situation um, what, what's your take on it what have you understand that happened um, yeah, my understanding is that we were going for that second striker, which obviously 99.9% of West Ham fans wanted. Uh, we made a couple of offers on deadline day, has been well reported for Bar, 
um, Lukaku, um, Ben Ruben. Uh, but unfortunately, those players uh, couldn't move, mainly due to both pay not moving and other clubs coming in and so on. It was a real kind of domino effect with Guild. Unfortunately, it, yeah, it has left us in a bit of a predicament now. Um, so my overall verdict from the window has Downing, Carroll, Rast and the likes joined towards the end of it. We've probably all been really pleased with another striker, of course, but without that extra striker, it's, you know, I'd say it's been a good window, but it's left us very vulnerable. Hmm. Um, so I mean, so we've got Petric has come in, but what about Carlton Cole? I think you mentioned on uh, Liam's website, Iron Views, that um, Carlton Cole is on his way back. Yeah, I mean, obviously with Petric signing, uh, you know, he is the second striker that we wanted, but unfortunately he's not the calibre, perhaps. But we have been hoping. I mean, he hasn't had a club. He um, hasn't really figured for anyone. Um, well, so we stood me without a favour there for quite a while, and yeah, Carlton was. Actually, the preferred choice over him, but as has been well reported, his fitness was an issue. We do want to sign Carlton. I believe there's one squad place left for him. Um, it's been yeah something that I've reported from quite a while after I met his agent by chance in a, a nightclub and I uh, was chatting to him and he yeah, informed me that Carlton's doing all he can to return. And then the deal, obviously, we tried to push through Carlton failed to fitness and he's now at the club training very hard I'm told with a lot of determination to earn this deal I have heard that it could be completed reasonably soon I do believe that Carlton has been missed I don't think I would say that but given the current striker situation I think it would have been a lot better had he been fit in um, the games this season mm. um, So I mean how close is Carlton to f- how unfit was he when he arrived and how close to fitness is he now? And the problem Carlton's got is that he, has, he he struggles to keep fit anyway because of his knee injuries. Um, he has very dodgy knees, and you know if he was to pass a medical at another club, they would have to take that into account. So he can't train like your you know your average Premiership footballer now. Um, he has to take it easy, but unfortunately, I think he's been taking it too easy. Obviously, he was out in America with Andy Carroll um, at one point, and uh, perhaps that sort of lifestyle got the better of him for a bit, but he is, he is quite close, I'm told, I'm told, possibly um, in the next couple of weeks he'll be offered a deal. Wow. And, I mean, have you got any juicy gossip from his holiday in Las Vegas with Ashley Cole and uh, Andy, Andy Carroll, Sean Wright Phillips and, and Andy Carroll's weird Geordie mate? Um, I don't have any personally, no, but I'd imagine knowing, um, well, seeing some of the photos and knowing some of the characters, it's probably uh, very along the lines of the Hangover movie, um, perhaps not involving a tiger, but certainly along those sort of, uh, those sort of ways. Hmm. Uh, so um, Andy Carroll, he's, he, he was his first training session back. I understand, and he's done his foot. I mean, what's the story there? How long is he out from? What's the latest? Um, yeah, his first training session back. I mean, I, I I did write an article about this. I personally thought he could have possibly been rushed back. I mean, that hasn't actually been said by the club, but obviously we all know the importance he has for us and the fact that you know he is. Basically, the only player we have on the pitch that can play that target man role um, effectively. Um, so I think he was possibly rushed back. I don't think the injury is as bad as we all feared. I have been told reasonably reliably that we've organised a friendly behind closed doors against um, Bryson, I think it is, and that's to be scheduled. 
um, around about the 10th of October, so should he come through that, then the game after that, which I think is reasonably close to an international break, games after that, he should be fit for, but that, that is unconfirmed, that is just something that I've heard on the, on the great line. Oh wow, so, so, so he could be back as early in a, in a, in a friendly game on the, as early as the 10th of October? Possibly. That, I mean, like I said, it's not confirmed, but I mean, I'd, I would hope if that is the case, he will be figuring, you know, sort of late October, early November, but we shall see. Mm. It's apparently only bruising um, and ligament sort of swelling around there, which, of course, with the right treatment, which he's gone to America for, I believe, or certainly consultants um, from there have been spoken to, they're with the right treatment. Um, he should recover quickly. I mean, he's, go, he's talking to people that treat basketball players, injuries. Um, so, you know, hopefully that should see him recover quicker than um, perhaps we all feared. Hmm. Um, so, I, I heard a rumour, I don't know how true this is, that the, the club were giving him injections and rushing him back. Is, is that How true is that? Uh, I, I would say that's probably reasonably true. Obviously, I have to be quite careful what I say. But I, I do believe that you, know, you only have to look at the marketing campaign that he was featuring um, against Everton. You know, come and see Andy Carroll's comeback and so on. It, it, and obviously, his in, obvious importance to the team. He... Yeah, was probably rushed back sooner than he should have been. Uh, it has been denied by the club, but that is my opinion on it. Hmm. And, and a quick word on the Southampton game. Um, obviously, it was a bit of a war of attrition. What, what were your thoughts? Well, the obvious lack of decent forward was the main issue there. I, I mean, my ego, I think, personally, has had a bit of a rough deal with the club. He has never really been played in a position off another forward, which he'd probably be best at. Um, we really lacked any kind of threat um, and any your person to hold the ball up. I thought of keeper-wise, defensively, another brilliant performance, but creative-wise and, um, yeah, up front we were really lacking. The striker situation is a concern. I'm, I'm a reasonably positive fan, but even I have... Uh, have my concerns, hoping that, you know, a speedy return for Andy Carroll or a Carlton Carroll returning might solve that, but we shall see. Mm. Uh, so, just finally, on my ego, I mean, is it, are his days at the club numbered, do you think? I'd imagine in January, should it continue as it is, and we have, you know, Carroll and um, Cole and Petrich and people like that on fire, I'd imagine he will be on his way in January because I know full well pre-season and start of this campaign he hasn't really impressed the management the fears they had last year about his work rate um, and his effectiveness in the Premiership seem to um, you know been given extra evidence this campaign as well Awesome Thanks very much. That was ex West Ham United employee. There's some fascinating insight, and Carlton Cole coming back. Yep. Exciting times. Yeah, I, I'm, I find the fitness thing bizarre because it's just, you know, even if you're not fit for 90 minutes, surely you're still fit for mm. an impact of 50 yeah. minutes. I find it odd that. And he, yeah. Well, if, if we're going to give him the contract two weeks after he failed the sort of first chance, why don't we just give it to him and then get out of the way? <laughs> Are we saving some money? That's <laughs> well, what I think, surely. Possibly, we'll maybe. Yeah, just keeping a bit of cash in the business for a, a couple of weeks longer. Yeah. Mm. Mm, interesting. So in other West Ham news, um, uh, Joey Barton has come out recently and said, uh, 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 post England's uh, board draw with Ukraine, actually thinking about it, I've watched so many nil-nils recently. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but Joey Barton said that Sir Trevor Brooking has done nothing for England. Um, 
Now I've got I've got a few contacts at the FA, and from my as I understand it, um, they all love him, and they say he works really hard, and he's a really great guy to have at the top of the game. Is Joey Barton right? Do you think Liam to be saying that um, about well, Trevor uh, Rookin? Well, if you look, look at everything Joey Barton's ever done, like, <laughs> you, you can't really you can't really understand how he can say anything about anyone because he's sort of right yeah. at the bottom of the pile. But well, what, what what I found weird about that in terms of the, sort of the West Ham connection with Brooking, Joey Barton actually always speaks quite positive, positively of West Ham and he's yeah. tweeted before mm. how he, there is, he's a, they're a club he really likes mm. but he's lost all of sort of the small support he would have had from our fan base with that tweet there because it's just yeah and also did you say go on but I wonder if he's got it's, 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 it's interesting isn't it because I'm as an England fan as well and I go to quite a lot of matches um, I it, it's difficult isn't it because you think it's tough to see any kind of impact I've had but what you've got to understand, and he should understand, is it, it's not going to be an immediate fix, is it? It's a, a plaster over the Grand Canyon. It will take years for like players to come through, and hopefully, stuff that Sir Trevor's implemented will slowly come through over the, you know the coming years, rather than straight away. Because the FA sounds like a shambles. It's run. It's an old boys' club, and it's run really badly. And, and you know, regardless of what you think of Greg Dyke and what he said and stuff. It's just going to take a long time, and there's no immediate immediate fix for the England football team, mm. and we should stop thinking there is. So, I, you know, I think to point things at Sir Trevor, I hope is wrong because you know I love him and I think he's a very good man to have in there. Mm. I think it's uh, something you say at England games. It's just like we just need to accept we're mediocre, and then everything suddenly it's okay to draw nil nil with Ukraine yeah. because we are rubbish. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, just we need to come to terms. It's with the that. papers that wind up the most by the constant criticism mm. because they're saying we're average, and why they're expecting us to do better than average because mm. we are average mm. and kind of the fans have accepted that mm. so you know a, a kind of workman like 4-0 win over Moldova brilliant that's a good result because they can be tricky teams like that can be tricky and then 0-0 away at Ukraine you know not good to watch but it's away at Ukraine it's and they're not matches that we win easily so anymore actually, if so we ever have so taking that on board I mean as West Ham fans a point away at Southampton is a good result isn't yeah, it? yeah. I mean, it, I don't. I don't think anyone's disputing it. it's. It's a bad result, but I think the the way we w- we went about it, it was pretty dire viewing. I mean, <laughs> there there really wasn't a lot there, and you sort of sometimes feel: Would you rather lose one 0 with a brilliant gain, or just uh, with brilliant having a brilliant game, or sort of just take the point, even though you played awfully? I mean, at the end of the day, we're still in a position where every point matters mm. um, to pick it up. But I, it, it's a difficult one getting the balance between not dropping points but actually playing good football and creating the opportunities. I mean, yeah. I, I think the situation at the moment makes it particularly hard for us, obviously. So maybe if we're still doing it months into the season when we've got all our players fit, then there'll be some real issues arising. But for now, I think it's not so bad. Mm. Uh, last word on Joey Barton. I know he played in the Steve Harper testimony for Newcastle. Yeah. And so did Di Canio playing for AC Milan. Did you see Di Canio came out at St. James's Park in the Milan shirt and was like, like waving to all the fans. They booed him. He played like the pantomime villain. If you haven't seen the footage on YouTube, you've got to check it, check it out. But at one stage during the game, Joey Barton just took him out. Uh, much to the delight of like the St James's part really? crowd yeah and then he tweeted afterwards that he had a lot more respect for Dikanian for A doing it and B taking his beating I'll tell you what really <laughs> made me laugh actually and I can't remember if it's the last bit of the week before but it was an Ag Bonnahor tackle on the One Direction oh god that's worth checking that out it, yeah. that was horrific <laughs> I feel so sorry for him it was no but it, it wasn't a bad challenge he won yeah, he, he just, just fell it. over yeah, yeah. and then he threw up yeah he <laughs> on the sidelines <laughs> yeah. and he's because he's signed for Doncas isn't he yeah. in, in respect and he's just I've read Today he's just pulled out the Doncaster reserve match. I mean, 
Of course he has. A boy band <laughs> member playing in the lower leagues. No. I mean, you're going to get battered. It's never going to work, is it? Mm. But then, I mean, you had poor old Agbon Lahore receiving like death threats from yeah. some One Direction fan. That was Chris. That was the other experience. A horrific challenge. <laughs> I was inconsolable for days. <laughs> oh, and the other thing I quickly want to mention is it's worth checking out, and it is on BBC Sport uh, website. Is that brilliant Brazil match um, with the physio? Have you <laughs> seen it? Clear it off the line. So oh, essentially, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, cut yeah. match, and the, and the guy's about to score, and the physios stood next to the goalpost, sticks his leg in, and kind of dives in front of one, yeah. clears it off the line, and then gets chased <laughs> by about ten people. You've never seen a guy move that quick. Check it out on BBC Sport. It's so funny. It's a brilliant, brilliant moment in mental Brazilian football. The funniest thing I thought about that clip is he obviously the physio comes onto the pitch to save the goal but he slides in like he doesn't want to handball it like he doesn't want to give away the penalty but no hang on you can do whatever you want there's <laughs> like, a moment yeah. where you think oh he's kind of got away of it and then everyone suddenly yeah, realises like, he's a physio <laughs> and just pegs it after him he makes and, it out though doesn't he I, yeah, think, he, I think he, he makes, makes it out because the, the police stop it right just yeah. before he gets past the police and they stop him and what's funny he's got like the physio bucket and he kind of, someone's running after him, he just lugs it in someone's face like, to get away. It's a great uh, moment. But they anyway. didn't count the goal. They didn't count the goal after no. he did that. But they, what, the other team won on penalties, mm. I think. But it's 2-2. Two, two. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about Everton. So just just, just, just to finish, uh, we've got Everton this weekend. Um, they're fresh off the back of a victory against Chelsea. Liam, um, what are your predictions? How do you see this one going out? Um, both teams to score, I'd say. Mm. It's going to be a more open game than the one against Southampton because I think we're going to see Everton as more, more of a threat to us. But And I think Allardyce will be telling them that we can't afford to do what we did against Southampton because if we try and defend the whole game and don't create much, then Everton will just come and thrash us anyway. So I think we've actually actively got to go out and try and get the win, basically. I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure if Petric is going to be back by then. Might be a, ga- a game too late, but I'm, I'll say two-two. That's that's what I'll go for. Mm. Oh God! What do you think, James? Everton have been a bit of a. We've had a bad run against them, haven't we? For a while I can't now. remember the last time we beat Everton at home. I can't even think of a time. I've got a feeling one one nil two thousand and seven. Bobby really? Zamora scored a screamer <laughs> in our like late run to stay up. It was my my first game. That's how I remember it. Wow. Um, uh, so yeah, that, that was. I, I'm pretty sure that was the last time. Wow, good yeah, job. Yeah, I can't. I don't know. They're just good against us, aren't they? Mm. Everton. It's tougher after how we played yesterday and against Stoke. We're probably due a good performance. We owed something, but I can't see it unless unless Pet- Petric starts up front. But I can't. At imagine. the end of the day, when they've been our bogey team, while Moyes is in charge, yeah. they've got a new manager, so mm. perhaps I'm like, yeah, because yeah. Wigan were never a bogey team. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, I nearly swore yeah. their career hammer. <laughs> but I didn't. Um, I, uh, I'm, I, you know what? I'd take a point because I think Everton, Man City next, isn't it? And it's, they're both tough, and I mm. think. Everton, you know, if we get a point out of it, it's not. I a just, deal, I think I'm so bleak right now. Gareth Barry as well, isn't it? Yeah, he always plays I well can't. I just can't see a scoring again. I just can't. I ever. don't think West Ham will ever score again in my lifetime. No. <laughs> I'm going to put that on record. Good. I want you to <laughs> negative because you predicted we'd. I do. Yeah. Smash I Stoke, we'll smash Stoke, and then we'd turn over Southampton, and look where we've ended up. So I think we're going to lose against Everton. And I, like, I just hope it's not a bad performance, but I can't see us winning. I can't see us scoring. And Go cancel on. Christmas. Cancel Christmas. The Grinch. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm going to go 1-1. One, 1-1? One. One, one. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go 1-0 Everton. What's your, what's your score? 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Well, Liam, thank you very much for finally joining us in the yeah, studio. thank you. No, thank you for having me. James, yes. well done. 
Still here. Yeah, still here. Enjoying your bad neck. <laughs> My neck is so bad. You can't say, but Chris just did jazz hands when he said James. Which... I have to turn my whole body to move the neck. I nearly got run over today, so I was like crooking my neck round. You don't need to know that, listener. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, you can follow Liam on Iron Views. Iron Views. And his website. We can check out his website. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, just a quick word on how it's all going with that. Yeah, no, it's, it's doing really well. We had a big, um, big boost earlier in the week when we found out we were accepted onto the News Now Publisher Network, which will basically link to all our stories as they're published. Um, so yeah, that should uh, almost like really increase the hits we've been getting and just be a generally um, really good thing for the website. Mm. Awesome, and you—I mean, you're in direct competition in the t-shirt stakes with KUMB. Merchandise, I mean, merchandise. We'll, we'll be soon. Right? Yeah, I'm sure you'll you'll never have me on again after that. <laughs> <laughs> t-shirt wars kick off. T-shirt wars. But yeah, we've got some. Um, had a guy very kindly volunteered to design them for us, um, so they'll be released for sale pretty soon. Hopefully, within the next couple of weeks. Okay, awesome. And well, um, they come up in sizes like the West Ham kid did a few years back, the Macron. When you'd get a medium and it's on XXL. Uh, I'll try, try not to. Try not to. <laughs> Are they made in? sweatshops do we know um, I'm, I'm, I can't guarantee anything because I'm not interested if they're not yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, so you can follow Liam you can go to ironviews.com as we said really successful website. and of course uh, yourself on Twitter And like, but unfortunately you don't get in arguments with everyone which is annoying well you, you, you've spoken about it so much so maybe I'll tell a few minutes, um, <laughs> just, yeah, so just, just wind, try, try and wind Liam up this week and see if we can get him into a row yeah. just have a pop at a couple of people and we'll draw a line under this whole thing <laughs> okay, okay. If, if, you, if you disagree with anything I've said on this um, podcast, then yeah, have, it, have a go. At it. <laughs> Sounds good. It's uh, just been me. <laughs> yeah, right, Liam, 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 Muppet. Come on, mate. <laughs> Jog on. Uh, thanks very much, James. Pleasure. Yeah, awesome. And you follow James on Long as One. Uh, thanks very much for me, Chris. You can follow me on uh, CJ Skull, Skull with a C. Um, and you can follow the mysterious editor of Knees at Mother Brown, Graham, on. KUMB, DOT, COM, and you've got then. Or, of course, the uh, the forums, the KUMB forums. There's some great lads in there, especially you, Career Hammer, Career Hammer. Uh, who, who gave cause to this non swearing episode. So, thank you very much for that. Although, I did think I swore once. Yes, you did. And um, now I said that, I'm going to leave it in. I'm going to beat him outside of the <laughs> Teach him a lesson. Pound in the Pot jar for you, Career Hammer. So, thanks very much for listening. Uh, there's hope for a good result against Everton this week. Come on, you Come on, you